Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, rock school, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Which, by the way, when when you're playing blues, you're dealing with the first note of the scale, the fourth note of the scale, and the fifth note of the scale. Yeah, 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 musicians, I know there's more notes, but let's stay bold here, you know? Okay. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. Welcome to December. My name is Joe Burns. Who are you? I'm the cold Tammy Burns. You know, we're about to get into all those end-of-year shows that we do. Those yeah, who pass the Christmas show and uh, looking at next year. But we have a couple before we get to all of those shows. And this is one that I've been looking at for a while, but have never really been able to collect all the data. It's one of those things where I finally hit a vein And I started to find everything I wanted to talk about. You and our daughter, Isla, can sit in the car and listen to her music and you're okay with it. Yeah, Which I I think is a genetic condition on your part. Because (laughs) in the same way my father thought every piece of music that I listened to was just horrendous. Yeah. I think every piece of music she listens to is also horrendous. However, there's one main difference. I have scientific proof backing up that every piece of music she listens to, every piece of music that's new today, is in fact terrible. And of course, yes, I do. It isn't. Come on now. No, no, it is. It really is. I have an entire hour today just on why today's music stinks. Yes, no, agree? No, I don't agree with you. Now, look, here's the thing. I have multiple, multiple sites, and I have a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about today. This has been said for years. Your kids' music stinks. However, now we have a lot of people beginning to lay down research about it. In me, if you're just asking me, I believe there's a few things that sort of harms today's music, but I want to get more specific as the show goes on. Okay. Here are the things that I personally would say about today's music. Right. I believe right now the main concern of the music is not the music. It's the presentation. The fact that Nicki Minaj's music is any good is immaterial. Look at her. She looks like a piece of candy. Yeah. She's made up with the pink lipstick and the purple hair and... You know, a push-up bra that it might as well be architecture. Okay, so we've had women doing that for a long time. Oh, not like this. Not like oh, today. Okay, to the extreme. No, no, you got it. Now, like you said, the visual is everything. Think Motown. But there were songs behind it. It is my opinion as well, specifically women, except for Adele, you must be the male fantasy to succeed. 
Heart was never the male fantasy. They were a rock band first. Pat Benatar was never the male fantasy. She was a rock band well, that, first. That really Blondie. isn't true. You, you always thought that Pat Benatar was the hottest thing ever, Yes, right? but that's not what she pitched. Okay. That that's wasn't not what her she main was out pitching. of the gate pitch. Also, it says here, I can't imagine the vast majority of today's music changing a person's life or perspective. I've had songs that have made me come this far, turn hard left, hard right, and then take a new direction. I don't see that today. It is meant to be background music. It is meant to be something that's kind of there, but not meant to live. I used to say all disposable. Right. I used to say that about boy bands. Mm -hmm. I never disliked boy bands. They serve a beautiful purpose. 13-year-old girls can fall in love. Hey, Backstreet's back. That's right. And you fell in love with Peter Frampton, and you fell in love with the Backstreet Boys, and you fell in love with, uh, who did S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y? The Bay City Rollers. You fell in love with them. Oh, yeah. So all of that is still around. But once you begin to look at the music... It starts to break down. So what I want to do today is play songs from current rock bands today just to prove that it's still out there. But then I'm going to come back and talk about the music of today and what I think and what a lot of researchers think is wrong with it. There is still rock and roll out there. There's a band called Greta Van Fleet. If you haven't heard them, please do yourself a favor. It's going to be some of the best four-minute chunks of your day. Here's Highway Tune right here on Rock School. Greta Van Fleet. Now, tell me, did that guy not sound like Led Zeppelin? A little bit like Van Halen, too. You think so? Uh-huh. Wow, I never caught David Lee Roth out of that guy. Yeah. The guitarist isn't busy enough to be Van Halen. It's a lot of slab chords. It's it's more Aerosmith than it is Van Halen. Well, but look, no, we're hearing everybody that in that group, right? See, here's the thing about uh, Greta Van Fleet. That guy was on key. And if it's Van Halen, no, you're not quite there, Dave. So We're talking about new music this week and if it's good or if it's bad. From researchers on the internet, here are a few other things, and I'm going to get very specific in a bit, but here are a few other things that has been said about the new music today. Everything is perfect. Too perfect. It, I, I always have had this complaint against Christian music, Christian rock. Right. It's so overly produced it isn't worth listening to yep. it's plastic male singers seem less masculine and mush mouthed it's almost as if a male singer has to be almost feminine and when they sing instead of singing very specifically and with the, the drum beats and the t's and the k's and the p's and all kind of stuff it sounds a lot like this when they sing they sound well are they trying to do that are they trying if to, they to, are, to get away a, from 
So you don't know which gender it is? If they are, it's androgynous and it's annoying. Well, David Bowie was annoying, but I could always understand David Bowie. <laughs> uh, everything is on the beat. There's very little syncopation to surprise and make tension and interest. And finally, it seems today the dirtier, the better. Almost as if the idea of being clever is gone. What, is that, what does that mean? Come well, on. Well, think of it. In the 1920s, you were not allowed to create a song that had an F-bomb in it. And Trixie Smith sang, my man rocks me right? with one steady roll. The word rocks means to have sex. There's no two ways about it. You know, when you, when you hear that I want to rock and roll all night and party every day, they're not talking about a concert. You know, come on, baby, let the good times roll. Roll on, on, on. They're playing with rock and roll. It means sex. Yeah. Today, it's not even clever anymore. You listen to a Jay-Z song, and it's just F-bomb after F-bomb. There's no subtlety anymore. You need not be clever. You need not find phrases that people who are in the know and people who are of that generation can wink at each other and go, okay, I know what that means, right. but mom and dad does not. Yeah. Mom and dad can't. stuff, right? Right. Mom and dad can't miss this. You might as well hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Mm, okay. I gotcha. When I come back, we are going to get specific, 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 but I want to play again some more rock and roll from the bands of today. It's not all Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande. This is 21 Pilots. If you haven't heard of them, you've been living under a rock. But if you have heard of them, you know, although they have some sampling and things like that, they are still a rock band. Heavy Dirty Soul here on Rock School. There's an infestation in my mind's imagination. I hope I choke on smoke because I'm smoking in my basement. This is not rap. This is not hip hop. Just another attempt to make the voices stop. Rapid to prove nothing. Just writing to say something because I wasn't the only one who wasn't rushing to say nothing. This doesn't mean I lost my dream. It's just right now I got a really crazy mind Continuing to talk about the idea of new music today having some problems to the point where it just simply isn't as good as previous music. Now, did you like 21 Pilots? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, you said you hadn't heard them before. They're one of my son's favorite bands, and I'm really, really proud of him for that. Let's talk the idea of lyrical intelligence. There's this thing called the Flesh Kincaid Readability Test. Ever heard of Never. it? Never. You're it's making in, stuff up now. No, it's inside of Microsoft Word. It was invented in 1975, and the military uses it to assess the readability of documents. The needle mosquito thing about it is the way it looks is the average number of words in a sentence, syllables in words, the, the length as measured by letters, complex words, all of that. And what it does is after you submit to it a document, it tells you what reading level can understand this document. Okay. Now, you would think that the idea of music, and I'm, I'm, believe me, I understand this, you want it to be universal. So you can't do Dennis Miller comedy to a Gallagher audience. Right. So you do have to come down. You can't just, you know, the anthropomorphization. Of, what the heck's he talking about? Yeah. So you do have to bring it down a little bit, and I understand that. Here's the problem. Over the past 10 years, the rating on this Flesh Kincaid stage has dropped a full grade. Right now, the study places the lyrics that are being sung today between grade levels 2.5 and 3. 
So no a way. third grader no way. can understand this. Now, wow, see, everybody's involved. No, what it means is dumb down, dumb down, dumb down, dumb down. And if you'd like to try this for yourself, you'll find it at HTTPS. Make sure you put the S at the end. Colon slash slash readable.io. That is a free ability. You can upload your papers and it will tell you what it is. Once again, HTTPS colon slash slash readable.io. But according to this item, it's low, low, low. There's also a guy named Seat Smarts Andrew Powell Morse. It says here, the average reading level of our biggest pop songs lyrics have been dropping. In fact, in his data, 2005 and 2006 are the only year in which the average chart topper has challenged a third grader. Really? Today, it simply doesn't happen. So, uh, dumb down. That is crazy. Dumb down. Dumbed down. I'm just making the case I mean, how, that today's much, music is not that great. Go how ahead. much lower is it going to go? I don't know. I don't know. And I know what people are going to say. Joe, there's always been songs. Woohoo! Ba 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 ba. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? The thing is, they've always been sort of outliers. They're fun dance songs. But they come and go, right? But they come and go. It seems to be the thing anymore. There's a band out there, three girls, uh, triplets, I believe. I may be wrong about that. I'm going to check it during the song. They may just be sisters. Haim is the name of it. H-A-I-M. Look that up on your iPad or your device. They rock. No two ways about it. This is Falling on Rock School. Now you looked up, Haim. It's not triplets. It's three sisters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell me about their father too. I thought that was really clever. Well, their father is from Israel, and his name is Mordecai. They yes. call him Morty. Yep. And uh, he played professional soccer. Really? Yeah. And he was a uh, he's a drummer also. But their mom, Donna, won a contest on the Gong Show in the seventies. <laughs> She was singing a Bonnie Raitt song. They don't tell us which wow. one, though. Doggone it. Really? The gong show, yeah. huh? Du, du, oh, gosh, du, 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 I love du, du, du. it. Here's another thing that is a problem with today's music. The idea of loudness. The idea of loudness. We've done, I, I don't think you were the co-host when we did it, but we did an entire show on the idea of the loudness factor. The, the thought process is, if you yell, you'll be hear, heard. According to CNET, 
there's this thing called compression. Now, CNET didn't come up with the idea of compression. Everybody who plays an instrument knows there is this thing called compression. The problem is it's killing your music. Music works because it has a dynamic range. It rises, it falls, it sets tempo, it sets mood, it creates tension and then explodes out. However, if you run compression over everything, it compresses the sound. In layman's terms, it takes the lower notes, not, not in terms of uh, pitch, but it takes the lower sounding notes, those without as much amplification, and brings them up. It takes the higher notes, those without those without you know lower done and pulls them pulls together them down. creating this sort of equivocality. I'm making up words now yeah. across the entire thing and the dynamic range is killed completely. If you'd like to hear some of it, check out cnet.com and look up Compression is Killing Your Music. They take multiple songs and they show them to you know be with compression and without compression. Okay, what's the problem? Yeah, well, what is the problem? What it is, is if you were listening to the radio and on came a ballad, it sounded like a ballad. Okay. If you were listening to the radio and on came a hard rock song, it sounded like a hard rock song. Yeah. Anymore, compression is used so extensively that all songs have got all the way up to the ceiling. They are as loud as they can get digitally without distorting. And in multiple places, you will find distorting. So it used to be that some people were sitting in the corner with a guitar singing nicely, James Taylor. And there were other people sitting in the streets just screaming through marshals. Now everybody's at the same level. If you scream, you'll be heard. And that's what's the problem, another problem wow. with today's music. Okay? Wow. Grab your piece of paper right there and I it will can. tell I'm you. I can't. I'm compressed over here in the corner. Okay. <laughs> you sound compressed. <laughs> Let's get you to a therapist. What do you think about the color yellow? Who's listening to us? <laughs> W-O-U-B in Athens, Ohio. Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, if you are listening to this on podcast and thinking to yourself, gosh, this would sound so much better on the radio, well, it can be. The Rock School Radio Show is available to any radio station here in the United States or abroad. We already have one in Spain. What you need to do if you'd like to help us out is contact your local radio station and say, hey, why don't you run the Rock School Radio Show? It's free. Yeah, free. Doesn't cost them anything. We will take as many affiliates as we can and we're giving it away. Have them get in touch with me or Todd. Todd will talk to them. Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Southeastern.edu slash rockschool. And there's a little button on there that says contact us. And that's where they contact us. Thanks a lot right there in advance. Hopefully we can get on another radio station. Thanks to you. Out of the break, I want to talk to you about something that has become so commonplace in today's music that it even has a name. Okay. It's referred to as the millennial whoop. Have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> Wait, what? What? The millennial whoop. Now, the millennial Come whoop, on now. the phrase came from musician Fat, uh, Patrick. I called him Fatrick. <laughs> Patrick Metzger, I'm sure he's tall, thin, and beautiful. He was writing in one of his blogs, and he described it. And also, all later in a TED Talk, he talked about it. It, it has always happened 
but it gained unbelievable popularity in the 2000s to the 2010s. The idea of the millennial whoop is to say something, they're always gibberish words, wow, 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 hey oh, okay. hey oh, yahoo, 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 that kind of thing. Okay. It is the fifth note of the scale, which by the way, and when, when you're playing blues, you're dealing with the first note of the scale, the fourth note of the scale, and the fifth note of the scale. Yeah, 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 musicians, I know there's more notes, but let's stay bold here, yeah. you know? Okay. If you play the fourth and the fifth, the back and forth, what it does is it creates a little tension. Ah, na, 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 Boom. Hear how it wants to go back? Yeah. Okay. Creates a little bit of tension. The millennial whoop is the fifth note of the scale to the third, back to the fifth in succession. Papa, 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 papa. And it is inside somewhere around 50 to 60% of every song that's put out today. Now, where would people my age know about it? Do you remember a, a song called Tarzan Boy? Da, 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 That's right. Da, da, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Here, here's 10 seconds of it. That is the millennial whoop. And it is so popular inside of songs that we're talking six out of every 10 contains it. And if it's that pervasive, doesn't that suggest to you that every song sounds like every other song? And you say, how can it be that way? I'm going to tell you in the next break You're exactly. You're going to have to show me because I'm not buying it. Exactly why it's that exactly? way. Exactly. Got to play another one. It says here Slater Kinney is a rock band. <laughs> yeah. Is I'll that buy whoopee that. thing in there also? No, not in Slater Kinney. I'll make you a bet. No cities to love here on Rock School. I'm the cities, no cities to at the bottom of the hour and you said to me now look this millennial whoop I don't know that I've heard it <laughs> and then what I did is I played uh, f now this is from YouTube a compilation of millennial whoops right if you don't mind I'm going to play about 20-25 seconds it'll give you about four songs showing the millennial whoop okay here we go Now, I played that for you outside of this break. 
Do you hear what I'm talking I about? Hear it? I can't stand it. Right, and you're now going, it's all I can hear. Right, exactly that. How dare you put that in there's, my head? You know, there's a song by Jerry Reed that I'm trying to remember how it goes. Well, down in Appaloosa County, this place called it's Coco Joe, and it has inside of it a cowbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something about the timber of that cowbell that drives me insane. Does it really? I can't listen to the song. Okay, how does that relate to this? It, I, that millennial <laughs> whoop. From this point on, when I you're know. sitting in the car listening with the Isla, our daughter, you are going to look at me and go, that's another millennial whoop. Yeah. I hear it. And apparently it's 60% pervasive. Wow. Okay, why? Yeah, why? Why on earth? Because... The vast majority of the chart-topping music played in the past 10 years has only come from two authors. I'll give you one, then we'll do seven days and 70 seconds. We'll come back to the other one. Max Martin is one of them. Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, The Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, Bon Jovi, It's My Life, I Kissed a Girl, One More Night, Shake It Up, Shake It Up, The Weekends Can't Feel My Face, uh, da, 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 da. he has written behind George Martin and all of that, and according to 2013 tallies, The Hollywood Reporter put his sales at 135 million downloads. Which wow. makes him the most successful songwriter in all of history. Beatles be damned. My goodness. Okay, we're going to do seven days, 70 okay, seconds. We'll come it. back. I'll tell you who the second person is. All so, right. Right now, let's can't do seven that, days. Can't get seconds. that loop out of my head. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. November 26th, all the way through December 2nd. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. November 26, 1989, MTV's Unplugged premieres with an episode featuring Squeeze. Yes. Yes, it does. November 27, 1970, George Harrison releases All Things Must Pass. November 28, 2001, Aretha Franklin sues the tabloid Star Magazine for $50 million over a December 2000 article titled Aretha Franklin drinking herself into a grave. Uh, you know, I, I would, hear you, girl. I, believe me, I don't want to be in her path or when she was around. November 29th, 1975, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody hits number one in the UK for a record nine weeks. November 30th, 1982, Michael Jackson releases Thriller. It says here, December 1, 2006, GQ Magazine names Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson newlyweds of the year. By the time the issue hits the newsstands, they're divorced. December 2nd, 1983, Jackson's 14-minute thriller, thriller night debuts on MTV. I hate to admit it, I could do a good bit of the dance. <laughs> We've already talked about one person who writes all of the songs. Yeah. Now, I saved this one for a second because you may have heard of this person. His name is Lukas Gottwald. No. However, he's known professionally as Dr. Luke. Now, you may not have heard of him, but I bet a lot of people did because he got into a terrible legal batter, battle with Kesha. Kesha said that he physically and emotionally abused oh, her. Oh, I do remember the battle. Back yes. and forth, back and uh -huh. forth, back and yep. forth. By the way, a judge has dismissed uh, Kesha's claims. Okay, so what has this guy written? Who knew for Pink, girlfriend for Avril Lavigne, I kissed a girl for Katy Perry. Uh, Kelly Clarkson's My Life Would Suck Without You. Uh, he's worked with Teo Cruz, B.O.B., Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Flo Ryder, Miley Cyrus. If you have only two people 
mm-hmm. writing every song. Yeah. And those two people, quote, know the, how do I put this? The rubric. The formula. Right. Yeah. That's what I used to think about. Um, why can't I come up with them? Uh, Hall of Notes. Mm-hmm. They seemed to understand the rubric. Right. What must be done to make a hit? Not that their songs were bad, but they seemed to know, which is why that millennial whoop and the same exchange from the tonic chord to this chord to this chord to back happens again and again and again. Why? It's not the idea of writing a good song anymore. It's the idea of writing familiarity. This sounds like that, sounds like that, sounds like that, sounds like that. Thus, it's a hit. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It makes me not want to listen to it, though. But there are people out there doing rock music girl pool, ladies and gentlemen. It gets more blue here on Rock School. Go ahead. Ask your question. What did you say? Well, I said if, if everybody's doing this, if every, everybody's writing this kind of music, yeah. where why doesn't somebody just come along and do something different without that stupid millennial whip? Whoop. whoop, whoop. Not whip. I, you, I was going to put a whip in there, isn't too. Isn't that wonderful? Whip. Nay, nay. Uh, wouldn't it be great if that was the case? Everybody's playing or one... Or will it just not sail? Everybody's playing one, four, five blues, and then somebody comes up with the new Bohemian Rhapsody. Doesn't yeah. that sound rock? Yes, indeed. Yeah, but it won't happen. According, what? A, what? A, Come now, on now. Let me read what I got here. According to a YouTube video titled The Truth Why Modern Music is Awful by a blogger by the name of Thoughty2... I'd have gone with a better name. It says here it's a matter of risk. It used to be in the 1950s, everything was done on 45. So what you could do is give this little group you weren't so sure about. A little bit of a chance. Yeah, huh? here it didn't you go, cost kids. much. You know what? Here you go. We're going to throw 10,000 at you. Go yep. ahead, record a couple songs. We'll see what happens yep. with it. If it doesn't work, you know, go home, get yourself a job. If it does, we're going to do a little more. That's not the way it is anymore. It says here, as a matter of risk, you can release a single, but without elements being behind it, it's not worth it. Today, it's an average of two to three million dollars to create a new act and get hits. Why? It used to be that the radio was the single element 
by which all music came out. You listened to one single source. Now, I know what you're saying. There's multiple radio stations. I get it. But it was still radio. Just radio. If you could get it to those stations, you had a shot at people hearing it. Right. So it would work. Here's the problem. Today, how many different ways can a person get music? It's, it's got to be 30, 35 different methods. Yep. All the way down to my iPod or my phone. I'll listen to whatever the heck I wish to listen to. If you are a company and you are attempting to break a new act, that singer has to, if at all possible, be known coming in. Rap music has a beautiful method of doing this. What you'll get is Eminem featuring D12. Right. And D12 will be introduced to the audience. Then you can move on D12. Or so-and-so rapper featuring this rapper. That rapper then can be moved into the audience. That's a beautiful method of doing it. Oh, yeah, it's nice. That's the one thing I can't not applaud hip-hop more for doing. It's correct. However, today it's all those dumb... The Voice, America's Got Talent. We knew you coming in. So what can happen then is one of those singers has already some cred. And then the company, the music company, must put you in a movie, a commercial, a this, a that, all these different things. And that costs money. It's no longer the audience's choice what's good or bad. It's a song that sounds familiar, that is now constantly inside of your head. What about YouTube? It's what's known as the exposure effect. If you hear something a lot, even if you're not real happy with it, you will perceive it to be good to the society. So you will be more susceptible (laughs) to accept it and change your mind about it. Oh my goodness. That's the concept. It's not. It sounds mm, like brainwashing. It to is. Me. Oh, it is. Uh, it's not. I like this song. I think I'll go buy it. Which is the way it used to be. Uh-huh. You know, look, kid. We'll give you two songs, two sides of a forty-five. You better knock it out of the park. Which is what they would do. I, I wish they would do that with movies today. I do not want to watch all that crap before a film. All those trailers and all that. Right. I wish they'd give a bunch of kids in uh, film school. Look, kid, here's $25,000. You got 10 to 15 minutes. You best make something that's rock. Cool, huh? Right. And then show it before the movies. Yeah. Sink or swim, kid. Exactly. I love that, which is the way it used to be with music. Okay, but that's not so the way it is you anymore. still didn't answer me. What, what was your question? What about YouTube? Again, it's you seeing it, but if it you is, choosing but there's I get a it. lot of people that can see you. But with enough money. And, and there always is, you know, chocolate rain and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But with enough money, your song keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. Is the music industry willing to blow 2 to $3 million on you? No. If they're not, you ain't going anywhere. Ooh. And that's where my original statement that it's visual over music. Do you look the part? Yeah. Wow. Okay, grab your piece of paper. Who okay, is listening to us again? Because w- I went way long in this break. Well, if you'd shut up, W-Y-A-P <laughs> in Clay, West Virginia. Yep, yep, yep. Back in a minute here on Rock School. 
Hey there, Rock School listener. Let me give you a few nuts and bolts of the show. You want to get in touch with Tammy or me, or Todd for some reason? Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Once again, southeastern.edu slash rockschool. You can get us on Facebook by searching Rock School Radio Show. You can get us on podcast over iTunes, so they send it right to your front door. Go to iTunes and search Rock School KSLU. There's other ways of getting there, but that's the easiest way. Rock School KSLU. Also, if you don't like listening to the podcast where the music is clipped, we're following BMI rules when we do that. If you'd like to hear it with all the music in place, go to the PRX network, prx.org. Once again, prx.org. You can't download the show, but you sure can stream it, and all the music is in place. Thanks for listening. Out of the break, we're talking about whether the music you hear today really is worse than the music during your time. It's so easy for people my age to say, your music stinks. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Science is behind us. Oh, dear. Do you know what the hook of a song is? Yeah, I, I think grabs you and you repeat exactly. it over and over again. Yeah, what's, uh, what is it? Uh, Blues Traveler even has a song called Hook mm-hmm. where he talks about it doesn't matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection. And I, I hate to say how true that is. Uh-huh. And, and it's from you even because I'll say, do you like those lyrics? And you go, I don't even know what the lyrics are, but boy, I like the beat. Mm-hmm. Okay. The idea of the hook of a song, and you've heard me say it before, this song is all hook. The purpose is just to get to the hook yeah, again. Yeah, get which there is, again quickly. Which is usually the chorus, and what's the old statement? Please don't bore us, get to the chorus. Exactly. Okay. If you look at all of the songs back from the 1950s, and this was done, it was printed in The Guardian, relying heavily on Billboard data, It says here, since the 1950s, songs have become longer from an average of 2.36 minutes to 4.26 minutes inside of this current decade. However, the idea of speed has also become useful. All songs that have successfully made it into the top 10 have been between 117 and 122. There has always been the outlier, always been the ballad. The ballad is somewhere around 90 BPM. You know what BPM means? Beats per minute. That's exactly it. 90 is fairly oh, I'm slow. Hip, man. Most of the songs that you and I record are somewhere around 120 because that, statistically, people say, is the most comfortable speed. It's two beats every second. Ooh. That is the most comfortable speed for people to listen to a song. Is that true? I don't know, but that's what I've read. So we stay around in there. It says here that people have made it to a point of it getting to the hook faster in the song never before in music has except for songs that begin with the chorus never before in music has it been so fast to get to the hook okay tell me than it is today right out of the bat and furthermore you gonna give me a song in terms of, of, of songs? Yeah, get to the hook quickly. I don't, I don't have one. I'm reading statistical data oh, to you. Oh, shoot. I know. It says here you should also stick to major keys. Songs that are in minor keys aren't hitting anymore. You need to be singing in a major key. As a matter of fact, according to this, of the top 10 most successful songs of all time, only Kanye West's Gold Digger is in a minor key. And I think what they mean most successful is sales. 
But Gold Digger is the only one in a minor key. Everything else is in a major key. Wow. And furthermore, the biggest and most popular of the keys is C. If you're a musician, you know something about C. No sharps, no flats. How can I make it as easy as possible? Well, you've got the formula now to write a song. So just write the write a big hit right now. Doesn't that kill just you? Just do it. I you can't. know everything. I can't because those two other guys are writing them you all. You know the speed. You know, but yeah, but think about all the other people who who are trying to write music right now. And that's another one of the problems they say. Music is think think Spotify, think YouTube. It is glutted, glutted. How do you get a human being to listen to your song? Wow. Which is why it costs two to three million dollars. Arctic monkeys snap out of it here on Rock School. What's been happening in break and we've got to do it quick i have about a minute talking about the idea that today's music really isn't scientifically as good as the music during our generation and i'm old you're 73 74 i'm 54 according to the study measuring the evolution of contemporary western popular uh, popular music popular music 464,411 distinct music recordings from 1955 to 2015 were corresponded over what's known as trimbral quality and harmonic complexity. Trimbral quality is the timber of a song. How much separation does it have? Different musical sounds, different elements, uh, and harmonic complexity is how are they playing with one another? It peaked in the late 1960s and today is so small it's hard to tell songs apart. Drum, maybe a keyboard, and a sampler. That's a hit today. Wow. So it's hard. The timber just keeps coming together. The harmonic complexity of the song just keeps coming together. So they're not as complex. They do not tax the audience. And the lyrics that are being used, according to the Fletch scale, about third grade. So what has to happen? I wish I had a good answer for you because if you remember inside of the song American Pie, do you recall what was revealed? Yeah. And in one of the stanzas, what he's talking about is the fact that the music industry has grabbed hold of the music. And I'd love to tell you, no, no, YouTube is out there. Spotify is out there. Horse manure. It's a glut. The only way to become a new person is to tour, tour, tour and become local or 
to get somebody behind you, sound like everybody else, and have them spend the two to three million dollars and they will not spend it unless they are positive there is a return on their cash. This is uncomfortable, isn't it? It is uncomfortable. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I believe, personally, Mm -hmm. I believe in the future it is going to become so specific that a human being can say to its his or her Spotify, this is a song I like, and they will only receive songs that sound like that, which means they get the same thing again and again and again. And if that again and again and again doesn't exist, a computer will create it. Oh, there you go. I don't like it. I gotta finish. We're out of time. How about this one? Shine down. Get up here on Rock School, and that's it. I'm Joe Burns. You I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed. Bye bye. No, you're clinging to the light of day. Tell you everything's a-okay And medication don't do much Yeah, it just numbs the brain Guess you might say I'm a little intense I'm on the bright side of being hell-bent So Take it from me, you're not the only one Who can't see straight straight. If you were ever